possible he's pushed up against the placenta. That could distort or exaggerate the features. Okay, now we're getting somewhere. I said, so it's a normal-sized nose? The doctor reassured me that my baby would come into the world with a nose that was ready and able to breathe. You know how doctors can be. They assume normal means healthy, so respectable, so non-superficial, so not what I was looking for. Healthy was good news, very good news, the best news, but not exactly what I was worrying about right then. On the way to the car, Dean was quiet. Once we had gotten in and were driving, he finally said, I can't believe what I just witnessed. Uh-oh, Dean sounded angry. He went on, we were looking at a beautiful, healthy boy, our baby, and you're worrying about the size of his nose? Well, of course, the baby's health was what mattered the most. I worried about that every day. But this was the super special 3D ultrasound, the one where we saw our baby moving in three-dimensional space. Once all vital signs looked good, wasn't I allowed to want a cute baby? I told Dean, I couldn't help it. I said what I was thinking. It came into my head and I wanted to know. Should I just have sat there wondering in silence? Dean sputtered, are you really that shallow? Suddenly it hit me. I was picking apart my unborn baby. I couldn't help but flash back to the day my mother told me I'd be pretty as soon as you have a nose job. I always claimed, only half joking, that that moment had scarred me for life. And now here I was worrying about the facial features of my own child, before he even had a chance to breathe air. At least my mother had the decency to wait until I was 12 to start in on me. Was I a hypocrite? Was I destined to replicate the mistakes my mother had made? Mothers are supposed to think that their children are gorgeous no matter what. What if I didn't? What if I'd inherited some mutated gene from my mother that caused us to feel nothing but disappointment in our offspring? Oh my God, did I have the Joan Crawford gene? It made sense. Whenever I saw mom showing off little old men babies, you know, the kind, wrinkled, puffy, world-weary, much as I love babies, part of me always thought, can you not see you've got a mini Ed Asner on your hands? As soon as we got home, I called my friend Jenny. Jenny was pregnant with her second baby, and I knew she'd be honest with me. I told Jenny what had happened at the doctor's office. She said, are you kidding? I do the same thing. That's what girls do. Jenny said that once we feel reasonably sure that the fetus is healthy, we assess the features of all family members, immediate and distant, and assemble them into a vision of the ideal genetic descendant. Then we watch closely to see how the baby's features line up against that vision. It's totally normal. I was a little relieved. I might be shallow, but at least I had company. Later, when Shane, Jenny's second child, was born, she'd be the one to say, Come on over, but he's no looker. Let the record show that Shane is now a gorgeous child, and of course Jenny thinks so too. Talking to Jenny made me feel better, but then I started wondering, is that what all mothers do? Or is it what we do? Jenny, me, and all the equally shallow friends around us. Are we normal moms? Or are we living in mommy wood? As anyone who read my first book or has glanced at the tabloids in the last couple decades knows, I didn't have a normal childhood. My dad, Aaron Spelling, was an extremely wealthy TV mogul. 
I starred in 90210, a show that my father produced, for 10 years starting when I was 16. My mother and I have a difficult, at times publicly so, relationship, when we have a relationship at all. My whole childhood, I wished I had a normal family. I've spent much of my adult life working to prove that I'm a real person, a normal person, not the punchline of a joke. Now I have two children of my own, and I want them to have a normal childhood. I want them to have a happy life. I want to have a close, loving, joyful relationship with them for the rest of my life, though I realize that the teenage years are a bitch. My mother and I have had our troubles, but I was raised by a nanny, I called Nanny, and I learned plenty about being a good mother from her. Now is the time for me to take what I learned and to be the mother I always wished I had. But knowing you want to do things differently doesn't mean you know how to escape the way you were raised.